episode 55. You do know why I wait, right? Yeah, because you got to wait for the beat. To, the beat to drop. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it until I listened to the last one. <laughs> so you just like, oh, you're staring at me like, what's going on? He just said he's ready to go. Episode 55, I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with the beautiful... Vivacious. That's when the Allen. All right. You just said that yourself is vivacious. <laughs> right, whatever that... Okay. That works for me. I just heard you say <laughs> Oh, you don't even know what it means? You should not repeat this. <laughs> Vivation is like effervescent. Yeah, like you have a good vibe like and just aura. Of, yeah, all of that. Yeah. So we're Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church matters. Matters. Let's get to the housekeeping. Uh, you can always go to realchurchmatters.com. You'll see all the episodes there, as well as links to uh, the social media, as well as links to SoundCloud, as well as links to iTunes. If you use those, if you are interested in iTunes, just search for the uh, podcast app in your iTunes. Then once you download it, search for Real Church Matters. You'll see us. Download us, subscribe us, like us, share us, love us. SoundCloud, same way. Just search on your browser or download the SoundCloud app. Search Real Church Matters. We're around there somewhere. We thank you to each and every person that's listening. As always, be sure to check out Go Do Likewise blog. Yes, you can check out my blogs at um, Likewise. Why did I say it like that? LikewiseLife.com um, and follow me on Instagram at Go Do Likewise. Absolutely. And on Instagram, it's at Real Church Matters. On Twitter, it's Real Church MTTRS. And on Facebook, it's FB.me forward slash Real Church matters. Do you post a lot on these platforms? Absolutely. Okay. Well, clearly you're not following it or reading it. <laughs> but no, I, I meant more like the Twitter and the Facebook. I know you post Well, they, they kind of like, without getting into you know too much you, of social they media, spread out. Okay. They, whatever I put on Instagram kind of migrates to those. So it's always cool that way. So you're kind of getting it, you know, the same content in different platforms. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, Patreon. That's not it. Oh. Patreon.com forward slash Real Church Matters. As always, we're not asking for money, but if you're interested in supporting us, and sometimes people are, they're like, hey, I, I want to support what you guys do in a monetary way. That's what Patreon is for. So, Patreon.com forward slash Real Church Matters. We appreciate those who give, who consistently give. We got things coming up. Is using the 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 money that resources, you've given, the resources yeah. that you gave to us, in a, in the way that kind of gives back a thank you to you. Is that everything? I think. God, what do I know? <laughs> Hopefully, you know about this episode we talk about. Episode fifty five. We are with the foolishness. How about that? I'm with it. We are with the foolishness. What does that mean, Antoinette? <laughs> I mean, being believers, you know, we're we're seen in a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 seen as foolish. You're seen as you know troublemakers and people who, I guess, are always contrary to, of course, the world and the way they see things. And we're basically embracing it. We're basically saying we're here for it. Like this is a part of. The, the walk that we signed up for. This is what Jesus had to go through. And 
That was a perfect intro. Don't want to pound me on that. That was good. And that's exactly what it is. And we're struggling with that, actually. Let me tell yeah. you why we struggle with it. You want to tell them why we struggle with it? You yeah. tell them. You you on the roll. You on the roll. Go ahead. Tell them why we struggle. I mean, you struggle with it because it feels weird. People make you feel like you're doing too much. You know, I've gotten that a lot. Um, yeah, it just feels it make it just feels weird. Yeah. It feels it feels like you're doing too much. I don't I don't know how else to put no, it. No, no, that's perfect. I, I'll tell you from my experience. I've been a minister since I was 23. I'm 36 now. Mm-hmm. I'll be 37 next week. Next week, and I've heard it all. And it never feels good to forced. It always feels weird to be that person. But um. I noticed it. I started to see a lot of my loved ones as they're growing in Christ start to engage with it, and they never really felt that. They start feeling weird, like <laughs> yeah. I think it's especially weird when you were born and raised in church, and you know you were born in an environment where it was kind of accepted and kind of cool. But as you get older and you see a, and experience more things, and the world looks so much cooler, it's like oh, ugh, I, I'm this person. And then you see other people who are believers, and you be like, I look corny like that yeah. to people. And then you see that uh, we've only talked about one side of it. We always were talking yeah. about this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Nobody told us that when you shine your light, yeah, people don't want to see it. No, they don't enjoy it. No, it's blinding. It's like it bothers it's too them. much. It's yeah. like they're asleep and. I think I used this example before in one of the podcasts. They're, they're asleep and we open the blinds on them. Yes. And they're like, can you shut the blinds? I want to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And we're bothering them in that way. And mm-hmm. it bothers us that we bother people because we always want to just be chill. Yeah. Yeah. That's the flip side of it, too. It's like one, even once you get past how people view you, it's a certain way you feel like insular about how you you feel about yourself like you feel dumb doing certain things yeah you feel stupid like, and i and i want to feel like a, you're wasting your time all of that i want to put it into it today i know i won't i know we'll always feel these things but i, I want to put some truth to that thing so that we can have something to combat it with because i i got some grown folks that's scared to even talk to their family members because they don't want they don't want no drama yeah they don't want no chaos, no confusion. And we people hang their hats on being drama free, and I don't, I don't get involved in that stuff. Right, kind of have to. Kind of have to, and the way that we engage it is is going to be met with some resistance. Yeah, yeah, and, and so with that being said, let's jump into it. the The crux of this was found in First uh, Corinthians chapter two. We're going to start with verse twenty seven. He says, "But God hath chosen." the foolish things of the world to confound the wise Mm -hmm. and have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that kind of stood out to me, Antoinette, is the fact that we have to embrace being the foolish thing. Yes. We have to be okay with being the foolish thing. And it's confounding the wise. Now, Paul is speaking from their perspective. He's saying, from y'all perspective, I'm the foolish thing. Mm-hmm. But God chose the foolish thing to confound your wisdom. Exactly. Because we got to understand where we're at. We're in a world where there is a societal norm. There's a there's an understanding of certain things. And we have to understand they're going to see it that way. And they're going to see us as foolish. We be upset because people see us as foolish. Yeah. And it's it's 
it's okay. It's something we should. I even when I read that scripture, I think of comedians who are like, you know, you have to be able to make fun of yourself in order to make other people laugh, and that's part of it. Like you have to embrace who you are. We have to embrace, you know, looking foolish and seeming <laughs> foolish to people to really. It says in the song, everybody plays the fool sometimes. Well, guess what? Christians play the fool. All the time. All the time. Because you are the fool to the world. Yes. What does it mean to be foolish? It's a quality or state of being ridiculous or wildly unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I've heard that word used on me. Not just ridiculous, but unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I've heard that word when I've preached things and people come to me and say, that's unreasonable. You can't expect that out of anybody. The only reason you expect that out of them is because you've never been through it. If you've been through it like they've been through it, you would mm-hmm. understand that's unreasonable to ask of someone. Mm-hmm. To say things like, we can walk through this life in no sin, that's unreasonable to people. It's foolish. It's ridiculous yeah. to tell people that they're supposed to seek God more than they seek money. Yes. It's unreasonable in a world that's built off a capitalistic structure where the dollar is king. And then you telling them the dollar's not king. God is. God is king. He's mm-hmm. the king of kings. And if you seek ye first the kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. Right. Not seek him to get that thing. Right. Seeking him. We yeah. say these things. We preach these scriptures. We say them out to people. And then we are surprised when they buck back at us. A lot of times because we grew up in church. And so some of this stuff we understand as a truth. In some way. And then the world just come and remind us like, hey, 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 you sound real ridiculous. You sound real unreasonable. He said it's a it's a lack of good sense. (laughs) Foolish is is used as a term that defines a lack of good sense. Now, some people would say we got good sense. And then other people say, no, you don't. Because to the world, Christianity is not good sense. It's not common sense. Definitely not common sense. When you say things like, I don't know when I'll be married. I'm just seeking God and he lays out my steps and he orders my life. It's people like, sweetie, you don't got no good sense. Yeah. You'll you never meet someone that would talk You better like take that. what you got yeah. to get what you want. That's the way people, <laughs> people look at it like they live according to these other truths. Yeah. That we're going to talk about. And then it's a lack of good judgment and, st- and stability. Stu- so stupidity. stupidity. Yeah. It's a lack of good judgment or stupidity. It's, it's our, our, the way that we look at things is seen as a lapse of judgment. Yeah. So instead of you, you worked all day, you're tired, and you're going to go to Bible study. Or you you go to church. There's a morning service, service and an evening service. That's too much. Like instead of hanging out with me, you gonna sit at home and read the Bible. There's more productive things you could do. Exactly. So you just gonna pray instead of just making this thing work. Do you know you could start? You could be Uber. planning. You could be planning. You could be Ubering. Mm-hmm. We could be doing vision boards. We can. We know ways to hustle and yeah. get this money. Why are you just saying you are gonna trust God? Seems stupid. Yes. I even think it's interesting how Jesus, when the disciples asked them about faith and he pointed to the child and said, you should have like childlike faith. Like he was using that to show like it's the 
<laughs> I hate when you do that when I'm talking. It's the simple like things. Like it's it's the people that don't have it all figured out that really do. Like it's the simple mm-hmm. folk. Yep. You childish. You're foolish. It's like when a kid speaks. This kid can be even saying something that's common sense. Mm-hmm. But adults discard that child because he's a what? A child. child. For no other reason than he's a child. Yeah. There are people who, when we're talking, they discard what we're saying purely from the fact that we're Christians. Mm-hmm. Not because they've weighed what we've even said. Or the type of Christians we look like. Like, we don't have it all. We we just two <laughs> struggling, you know, <laughs> business owners. Yeah. We don't, I don't look like a supermodel. You don't, you know, you don't represent these. I don't look like a supermodel either. <laughs> we yes. don't represent these type of people that people. We're not sexy. Black excellence. We're not sexy. Yeah. We're not cosmopolitan. We're not sexy. Mm-mm. We're not it, the nouveau-ish nope. type of thing. We're not any of the things that people would look at and say, you know what? I'm interested in his God. I'm yeah. interested in that what... Look, that's something I want to right. be a part no of. No different than David, who was this small, ruddy boy that yep. God turned into a king. A flawed man that God turned into a king. Yep. He takes the least and does great things in them. But we'll never be accepted Neither was Paul. Paul said, I barely know how to talk. Yeah. Jesus, he was. He, he I wrote mean, letters. He was like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus was, you know, we saw how Jesus lived. Mm-hmm. He, he, they said, we want to follow you like a celebrity. He said, well, uh, contrary to your celebrities, I, I don't got nowhere to put my head. To live. Mm-hmm. There's no mansion, there's no grotto, there's no complex or compound for all of us to chill at. I don't have any of that. I'm just a simple man. Just like you said, people see us as simple, as foolish. He said, I'm going to use y'all simple, foolish people to confound the wise. Mm-hmm. What's that word confounding? It means to confuse, to cause confusion, yes. to disorient, to shake up, yes. to cause trouble. That's what he's using us for. Mm-hmm. Now, why are we bothered when we cause trouble? Why, Nat? I guess because it don't seem, I, from my experience, it, it just feels like this isn't the way it's supposed to be. I'm going to tell you. You know, s- like in the Matrix, like when she was like, <laughs> not, not, like, not this. like this. Not like this. That's what it Somebody feels like. told us we are this gracious gospel that everything we say is supposed to be it's, loving. It's just and- loving and it is just tulips. And, and it is. This is the thing that, that throws people off. It is loving. It is peaceable. It is all those things. But the response we get is not. Yes. It's true. It's not. I'm not talking about people uh, keeping it real and telling people what it is. We already know the gospel is preaching about Christ. You're not spreading the gospel when you're just telling people how dirty and filthy they are. Yeah, we're, we're not, not talking, talking about yeah, that. You're not we're even talking not, about when yeah. you are just sharing the truth of the gospel, the love of the gospel, when you hold to these principles, when you infuse them in your decision making, in your lo- way you live your life, it causes a response in people because it confounds them. Yes. You're bringing trouble. Mm-hmm. And also realizing part of that uh, response sometimes is also like reject. Well, beyond rejection, it's like neglect too. Like people don't be wanting to, nothing to do with you when they know that's your vibe and that's yeah. your energy. You your phone they, will light up less and less as yeah, years they distance go back. Themselves. Why? Because you bring issues. Yes, you're exhausting. You're exhausting. You're tiring. There's people that tell me like, okay. <laughs> 
I leave. I've left conversations with you feeling like that. Like, like okay, okay. I'm pretty sure it's people that listen to this podcast be like, all right. I can't do for it. the love of God, <laughs> please. Jesus Christ is Give it, it really, a rest Is it really that serious? Enough already Is it really that serious? Why? And then they be annoyed Why? Because this word does something to them It confounds their wisdom It, it confuses their wisdom They He got done talking to Pontius Pilate And he said He left him He was like well, What is truth? <laughs> All of a sudden, all you, it's all confusing now. <laughs> Why did he say what is truth? Because the man who is the truth presented himself to his truth mm. and confused it to the point where he can't tell the two apart. <laughs> yeah. It's like the creatures in the movie we just saw. It, it became a, a duplicate of itself. Yeah. And you, like, you look and you say, I, I just I, I don't, don't even know what's happening. What is truth? What is life? What is life? <laughs> I'm going to wash my hands of you, Jesus, and send you on your way because I can't kill you because I don't know who I'm killing. That's why even Solomon was all messed up. He ain't no up from there. He just was like, he said, he said, what is what is happiness? What is joy? What, all of these things. What's the things. point of money if I have to die? What's yeah. the point of this? That's what we do. That's what God does. He comes into our lives and he causes confusion. He shakes things up Because we, what we don't understand Is we look at people's lives They're just like how our lives Were and are without God Full of confusion and dirt But guess what you tell What they're going to tell you This is what they're going to tell you I know where everything is <laughs> Don't touch it Don't bother it God comes in there And he's like Wow He just Jumping yep. on your couch <laughs> And it does seem like After you clean up a mess You don't know Where nothing is no more But that's a whole nother thing You don't know Because I always struggle I clean up I feel like I knew where it was When my room was junky But now, now that I clean up I and don't yeah, know where That's what he is. did Yeah, That's what he does And so We have to be okay Being those troublemakers Yes That's the The, the crux of this <clears throat> podcast Is really letting y'all know It's okay It's okay You gotta be with The foolishness Yeah you got to be with it. We was troublemakers out in the world. We was we was up to foolishness out in the world. God just wants you to keep the same energy. He said, come be foolish for me. Yes. There's a scripture we're going to talk about in a little bit. He said, the foolishness of God. It's time for us to get involved in the foolishness of God. Mm-hmm. So before we actually talked about it, I wanted to, to show people just what that looks like. Acts 9.22 says, but Saul increased the more in strength. Who was Saul? Paul. Paul. Before. Yeah. And he began to grow in strength. What type of strength is this? Not the type of strength that the world has. Mm-hmm. He began to grow in strength in God. Sorry. And so in that strength, he was able to do what? Confound. He confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. Mm-mm-mm. He confounded the Jews. Everywhere he go. Everywhere he went, he started messing them up. Big time. When he was Saul, he was going around messing Christians up <laughs> physically. But now he coming around and he messing Jews up spiritually. Mm-hmm. He messing the Greeks up spiritually. They don't know whether what's up or down. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. Why? Because that's what the truth does. When we grow in strength, and you growing in strength. See, it was it was it's all cute when we. We them surface Christians. We don't cause no trouble. No. 
You well, got you, everybody support. They be like, yeah, she doing good, man. Yeah, you know, no, you just trying. She to got her your, life together. Trying to keep your virginity and stay <laughs> chaste. Before they think that our Christianity goes no further than our drawers. It's true. And they just like, it's so cute. She just want to serve the Lord. Dee, dee, dee. They don't realize when you grow in strength, I got some talk to me. Yeah. I got some things I want to say. I got some things I want to do. And when you see those things and hear those things, it's going to cause confusion in you. Mm-hmm. And people starting to see it. They starting to see it in you. They start to see. Oh, it I thought we were talking about in general. <laughs> no, we, we we talking about in general, but I'm just saying okay. more specifically as you grow, mm-hmm. y- you're going to deal with that. And I'm trying to encourage you along with everybody else on this thing. <laughs> it comes with growing. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing: there are people in our lives. Think of them as clothes, and the more you grow, the more the clothes don't fit as comfortably as they did. There's certain people in your life that don't fit as comfortably anymore into your life. And guess what? You either going to grow into them. They're going to either expand and grow with you and grow with you. Or they're going to tear and be thrown away. But we we don't have to get rid of friends. You'll know the people that's ready to stick with you because they start to expand with you. They start to expand in their understanding. Mm. They start to expand in their faith. They start to expand in their giving and their loving because they're using you as the example that you were called to be. And it's uncomfortable at first for them because you're confounding their lives. Yeah. But when they, when they truly accept that truth, they begin to grow just like you. That's true. Now for the other folk... We got to be okay with losing folk because they don't fit us no more. It's true. I'm okay with that. People be like, you changed. But like, I know, and I thought you was too. But since you're not, take the change I gave you and go buy a new friend. Jeez. <laughs> That's a little harsh. That's a little harsh? Hey, guess what? Life is harsh. <laughs> he took your energy and changed it too because you always been like that. <laughs> I, it's, it's a way that you got to keep the same energy mm-hmm. and you got to keep it moving. You got to keep growing because you can't let the feeling that you feel when you're dealing with people cause you to back away from what God has done in dealing with you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't even know what I just said. But anyway... <laughs> Isaiah 29 and 10 through 14 tells us that because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their heart is far from me and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people with wonder upon wonder and the wisdom of their wise men shall perish perish, and the discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. hidden. That's what he's here to do. Yeah. And he's going to do it through us. Sorry. He destroys people's sense of understanding. He destroys their sense of judgment of what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. He puts them in an uncomfortable position through us. And therefore, they react to us in the way that they do. You know, sometimes we press stop on this podcast. And I'm tempted to edit things. Because I know that some of the things I say will cause people I care about to be feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get in myself and I get concerned 
about what they may hear and how they, what they hear may make them feel. Sometimes I've said things on this podcast that people thought was directed, directed to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've said things on this podcast that people thought was they, I received information from their trusted friends. And so then they attacking their friends. But no, we just speak the word. And I have to remind myself, force, for better or for worse, you got to not be ashamed of the gospel. And you got to preach the truth. If the shoe fits, let your friends wear them so that they can go forth in God. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. If the shoe don't fit, hope that you find a pair that does fit them because everybody needs to go forth in God, if I ain't step on your toes today, I pray I step on your toes tomorrow. I pray that I do something that causes you to not remain in the place you are right now. That goes for everybody, including me. I want people to push me harder. I want people to push me further. I think it's interesting how, like, you know, how people want a personal trainer that can yell at them and tell them what to do and how to do it. But when it comes to the spiritual side of it, they they offended and they like, no, this is not your area. Exactly. We're it's, not even talking it's real about weird. It's funny because we still not talking about accountability. Nah. We still have yet to do a podcast about accountability. Mm-mm. We haven't even gotten there. We just talking about letting our light shine and the response it gives to the people around us. Mm-hmm. What it brings out of them sometimes causes us to get gun shy. Sometimes it causes us to hide. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it causes us to shrink back and start to be ashamed. Sometimes it causes us to resent the change God made in us. Man, I, sometimes I just want to hang with people and just enjoy their company. Yeah, well, you know, tough. I don't know what to tell you. It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I'm done being that Christian that's sad, like, home, oh, home. Everybody that was my friend, not my friend no more. Oh, man. Oh, hey, Pooh. Notice you don't want to hang around me no more. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. If Pooh was a real friend, he'd be up there with that Bible. Encourage like, him. Hey, or listen to the word. I apologize, guys. He he thinks he's a voiceover artist. <laughs> he would he would really be trying to help Eeyore. How That's gonna, true. How you gonna let Eeyore be like that? He, every day. That's he not said, a good friend. That's not every a good day friend. he said, and all you see Pooh cared about is honey. Sometimes Eeyore is up there complaining. He just like I'm trying to find the honey. <laughs> He doesn't care. He don't care. When we become the caring friends people say they want, mm. we become the friends they hate. That's true. How ironic. Everybody, I just want somebody to keep it real, all that stuff. When but we keep when it you real get with it, you. though. Yeah. When we keep it real with you, how come you get real angry? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> they do. When you say, be honest with me. And then I go and give you not my truth and my honesty. I'm not I'm not in the business of tearing people we down. We just talking about the word. I just give you the word. Mm-hmm. Now you like, you you sit there, you listen to it, because it's not offensive. Then the next day you go to sleep, and the next day you come to me and say, you know, what you said, I I feel like you was like condescending. <laughs> I feel like you were attacking me. What part was attacking? The part where you told me to 
God probably isn't smiling on what I'm doing and that I should seek him and that I might not be truly understanding obedience. And I don't, I might not truly under get what walking by the spirit is as opposed to walking by the flesh. Mm -hmm. And I might not be loving the way I think I should be loving, the way that produces a true joy and peace within me. You know, the questions you ask me, they were like, who you've been talking to somebody. Get real paranoid. <clears throat> you know? <laughs> you start clearing your throat like this. <laughs> Does it sound like a real conversation? <laughs> but, I was like, because it is it's every conversation I've ever had. Mm. It's conversations I've had with you in your younger years. Oh, that's why it choked me up then. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, I'm having PTSD. <laughs> Christians will give you that. Acts 19, 27 through 31 says, not only is our little business in danger of falling apart, but the temple of our famous goddess Artemis will certainly end up in a pile of rubble as her glorious reputation fades to nothing. And this is no mere local matter. The whole world worships our Artemis. That set them off in a frenzy. So what happened? The people of Ephesia got upset because when Paul came and hit with his associates and started teaching the gospel, people stopped buying the idols. Mm -hmm. So the people who made the idols were getting upset. Right. They began to start a riot. They said the great Artemis of the Ephesians, great Artemis of the Ephesians, they put the whole city in an uproar, stampeding into the stadium and grabbing two of Paul's associates along the way. Wow. So mm. Paul started a riot. He was starting some trouble, boy. He started some trouble. He started confusion. Mm. Everything was fine before Paul came. You know, people say that about Christians. Mm-hmm. We was having just a fun little dinner with our mimosas. <laughs> then comes Antoinette. I was doing just fine with my boyfriend. Then comes Antoinette sharing scriptures. Now something don't feel right. I feel like I don't know. That's true. We causing good trouble. Good trouble. We're causing good confusion. Mm-hmm. We are confounding things. How do you feel like people can, um, I guess, disseminate between good trouble and like just trouble, trouble? Because like, I feel like some people might hear this and it might, you know, get them <laughs> pumped to do some foolishness <laughs> and not godly foolishness well, I that think we it talk always, about. The only way it's godly is if it's from God. Mm -hmm. So it's in the leading of God. We only speak when spoken to. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't say whatever comes to my mind, even though a lot comes to my mind when I see my loved ones and my friends and my family. Yeah, I think that's another part of it, too. Like, it should never have any type of personal, like, attachment to it. Like, I'm personally offended, so Absolutely. I'm speaking up about something. Like, no. it has to come from God. It has to come from God. And when you speak it, understand that there is a part of it that is hard and uncomfortable. Yeah. Because we just live in our lives. I'm just minding my business, and God says, no minding your business today. Now you're going to mind your father's business today. That's <laughs> right. Because when people say, what I do is none of my business, they are so right. Yeah, hundred. We both know that. Like, I'm on the same page. I'm on the same page as you. But here's the thing. It's your father's business. It is. And I'm about my father's business. And I'm about my father's business. 
because he got me involved in his business. I would gladly mind my business. Gladly. I don't think people understand that. Um, uh, no, they don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand. It's people right now that feel a press on their heart. They listen to this podcast. They feel a press on their heart to tend to the father's business, but they stay trying to mind their business. So you're not bad for business. So the very people you want to see save, you're, you're not thwarting or confounding the sat- Satan's business in their life. So they're constantly, he's able to thrive. Yeah, because that fear of starting trouble, it just, it, it quenches us. Like it quenches the Holy Spirit basically because he's he can't use you. It can't. Because you're scared to. You're scared to be bad for business. You're scared to cause some trouble. You're scared to be with the foolishness. Mm-hmm. And people will look at you and be like, look what you done started. I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I'm ready to start some more. Mm-hmm. I'm, he's, when we talk about stirring up the gift, who going do, who's the agitator? Yeah, the provoking. He talks who's about going to do the provoking? Yeah. Who's going to do that? When he talks about uh, uh, consuming fire, who's igniting this thing? Not the cool Christians. Cool Christians don't want to start nothing. You want to come into a place and everybody like you and fall back, fall back and go away. We we so we just so cool. Christians are, yeah. And nobody has any art with us. Nobody has any issues with us. And the minute somebody say they don't like us, or we start crying when they call us goody two shoes, or say you think you you think you holy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would hope so. Because his scriptures tell me, be holy for he is holy. <laughs> so I would hope I am holier than thou. I'm trying to be holier than me. <laughs> I'm trying to be holier than you, me, me all your everybody. mama, your daddy. I hope I'm holier than all. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. That stuff don't hurt me no more. Mm-hmm. It don't push me back no more. It actually lets me know I'm starting trouble. Yeah. And I think another thing, too, is not going based on what you see a lot of times, too, because sometimes you you just start and stuff because you something you see and realizing like, God, you have to it has to be a direct correlation to, has to, to God. Like, has to be. But that's why we only talking about the thing that Paul talked about was the thing that we should do. Mm-hmm. He ain't go around telling people how dirty they are. Right. And go around telling people how filthy he went around preaching the truth, the, truth, That's right. the cross, Christ. And if we stick to the word, then we start good trouble. I believe that. First Corinthians chapter two, but we go on to eight, verse 18 now. It says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It's all in perspective. It is, yep. It's all in perspective. We got to understand, to us, we see this as the power of God. But when we engage with people who don't see it as the power of God, we got to be careful that we don't start second-guessing what we see his word as. Mm-hmm. We can see it as power until we start to talk to people who don't. And then we'll be like, I guess it's not that powerful. <laughs> no, it is. It's just it's not that powerful to them. Yes. A part of when, when we were going to speak about this, I was studying, I was reading about like a vantage point, like everything about where, how you see things. It depends on your vantage point. So if you don't see it as it for what it is, then you're not going to embrace it that way. Absolutely. And so that's where we're at. He says that we... See the preaching of 
the cross. We see sharing Christ with people as power. Yep. They see it as foolishness, stupidity, and they they will go out their way to make sure you know that that's how they see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But the once yawns while you talking all <laughs> But once it's preached, watch the confusion that follows. It's true. Watch it. People begin to change. Some people embrace the change. Other people start to buck against it. Let's take that situation with those Artemis statues. The person who made the statues was upset with Paul. Not the people who decided those statues was pointless and they was going to serve a living God, mm. like Paul said. That's true. Just like half the time, it'd be our friends' friends that's upset with us. Mm-hmm. Because we changing our friends. That's true. And so the people who was taking advantage of them in their blindness and darkening their understanding start getting upset and say, yo, I don't like you around Antoinette. Why you don't like me around Antoinette, babe? Because I don't know, it's changing you. You're just getting different. <laughs> I, I don't even want you around her. Dad, I can't be around Antoinette. Yeah, you can't be around her. <laughs> Why does these things happen? Stay away from him. These are things to say. Yeah. Why? Because when you hear what we have to say according to God's leading, we cause confusion in their spirits. Sure. Now they sitting like Pontius Pilate saying, what is truth? What is love? Mm-hmm. They look over at that man and say, does he love me? Yeah. They look at that money and say, is it bringing me happiness? What is money? Yeah. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> what did you do, Antoinette? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, even when you think of being caught between two opinions, like that opinion, we're basically bringing that opinion for people to even be able to weigh those. You get what I mean? Absolutely. And that's where that, that, and that scripture even comes from. Come on now. You can't call it the scale of justice when it's only one side being weighed. Mm-hmm. We want people to understand truth. We have to give them the other side to yes. weigh. Yes. Trust me, when people go to weigh the truth, God's is going to win. But we have to give them the truth to weigh. Yes. They only got one truth right now until we share it. Amen. Acts 26. Well, wait, wait a minute. Where are we at? Oh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, and 2 and 14 says, But the natural man receiveth. <laughs> Not the things of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So where's the Christians that are spiritually discerning things and understanding that the reactions they're getting is only because these people can't spiritually discern yet Mm -hmm. and not getting upset? People lash back at us and they cuss at us and they call us all types of names. Understand, they don't have the spirit to discern what's happening. If God so chooses to turn their life around, one day they're going to come back to you and say, thank you. Mm -hmm. I needed that. I needed that. At the time, I could not see what you were doing. But now, in hindsight, I see it. It's tons of people who hated my guts, who God have grace them with mercy, and turn their life around. And now they say, I appreciate every word you said. Yeah. I see now you cared. I see now you cared more than some of my parents did yeah. or my friends did because you stuck to the truth even when I made it difficult for you. Yes. 
because people will make it difficult for us in the way that they see us. Acts 26, 24 shows us in the way that they saw Paul. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. Mm. You know, I actually have had people tell me, you need to lay off the Bible. <laughs> you you get into the point where you're so heavenly minded, you're no, no earthly, earthly good. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out, people really do wax poetic. I mean, I, you know, it's like, who taught everybody the same? These phrases, yeah. I'm like they're like you so heavenly minded, you know earthly good. To who, pray tell? <laughs> and it's crazy because only church people use phrases like that. You talk to people in the world think that they play. I don't know what you're talking about. I like, mean, people start to get all. I'm talking about people start sounding like Plato. <laughs> they be like, "Well, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and it's deeper. It's context." <laughs> I'm like, bro, 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 calm down. Once you're done with all these Christian dictionary terms all right. and all these cliches, I'm just sharing the truth with you. Your response don't matter to me. People say things like, well, we just agree to disagree. No. Let, me, let me tell you this. <laughs> I had to say this to somebody the other day. We're not agreeing to disagree. I told you the truth. Not my truth. The truth. You told me your truth. God's truth trumps your truth every day. You'll see in time. I'm not leaving this like it's a draw. Right. Because when you say you're agreeing to disagree, you're basically doing that within yourself. Like, this is all you, That's bro. all you. That's, yeah. I, I already know the truth. You're the one that's like, oh, I guess we're at an impasse. No, we're not at an impasse. You are. You are. Mm-hmm. And I hope you get past your impasse. Mm-hmm. So, but that's where we're at. So he's looking at Paul and he's saying, you're out of your mind. Paul, Paul was used to this at this point. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5.13 says, Paul says in another letter, if we are out of our minds, it is for God. Yes. If we're sound mind, that's for you. Mm-hmm. He said, that's for y'all. He said, if I make sense, then that means I'm doing something for you. Yes. But if I don't make sense, now we talking. Mm-hmm. Now we cooking. I'm starting to realize, too, even when I talk to people, I'm not really talking until I'm, like, a little nervous about talking. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little wave of nervousness I get before I'm about to actually say something that I'm being obedient yeah. to say. Like, if I don't feel that, then I'm not really talking. I'm just small talking. You're just small talking. <laughs> like, that's it. As long as it makes sense to them, when they're engaged, like, mm-hmm. I talk, we mm-hmm. talk about Monique. We talk about all this stupid pop culture yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you, you heard start. about Monique. Ain't that crazy? You heard about Safari. Ain't that crazy? Is it the <laughs> Safari challenge? That I, I, craziness. <laughs> you heard about Jesus? Now you're crazy. Yeah, I don't know. So it's not crazy to talk about a gr- another man's private. Jesus, that's that's. It's not crazy to talk about another woman's money. It's not crazy to talk about another woman's marriage or even somebody else's life and period. Like that. What? Why does? Why you even care? It is crazy to talk about God. Mm-hmm. Something that actually is supposed to be a part of your life. Something that actually concerns you. Mm-hmm. He wants you to mind his business. Wow. 
but you might want to mind everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Or even saying? when you think of posting on Instagram, people probably think it's crazy that you post so many Christian memes and stuff. It's like, but you spend your time posting about foolishness. Well, and It's weird because if I post what I ate for dinner, you're normal. I get likes. <laughs> if I post the times I've eaten the bread of life, I get no likes. <laughs> it's interesting. Modern day Christian problem. If I post their understanding of love, a WCW, a MCM, a W and a M, <laughs> CM, W. <laughs> I get likes, but when I post about God's love, I get no likes. Mm-hmm. Huh? You gotta help me out with this one because I can't use myself as an example. When I post my hind parts, <laughs> I don't do that. I know, but I'm just saying, as a woman, Uh-oh. when they post their body, oh yeah, tons. I get likes. When I share God's body, <laughs> I get no likes. I get no likes. You know I know people probably wonder why I laugh so much. But your face is just be so funny. I get no likes. Yeah. No likes. It's... I don't know what they want. What do they want? You know what they want? They want it to make sense. I'm not here to make sense. Yeah, they don't, yeah. I'm not here they to make sense. They want the sound. What do you say? Sound mind. I'm not here to make sense. I'm here to start trouble on Instagram. Folks think they start in trouble when they post their screen caps of text messages and I just caught my husband cheating and he, he I, I just snapping pictures of condom. I just found this condom on the ground. He I think he cheating on me. You put all your business out there for people's entertainment. But you don't share none of the father's business for their edification. It's true. Do I want to entertain people or do I want to edify them? Mm. And are they one and the same? No. No, no, no. no. Hey, guys, if you listen to this podcast and you say, they are all right, but it's not really engaging, it's not really fun, you thought we came to entertain you. <laughs> or she don't really have a radio voice. You know, people talk about my voice, too. So, <laughs> oh, they know? do? Yeah. I've heard people say oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you don't have a radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And I do I. I mean, I'm literally up here doing Winnie the Pooh voices. But guess what? We are not here to entertain. Mm -hmm. We are here to edify. And the two are not one and the same. If you want to be entertained, you can easily go follow Will Smith's Instagram. (laughs) Because Will Smith's Instagram has tons of entertaining tidbits about life, love, It'll make you feel good. Have you ready to start your day? Amen. (laughs) People be ready to roll. The Fresh Prince has took the show on the road to Instagram. (laughs) And that's awesome. But if you came to be edified in word, Mm -hmm. it's not fun all the time. It's not interesting all the time. It's not engaging all the time. It will get that way in time if you allow it to do the work it intends to do. Amen. And I'm really talking about the 15-minute listeners, and they're, they've been gone. We're at minute 47. Oh, that went fast. <laughs> <laughs> but it only goes fast when you have 
fun being edified and edifying others. Amen. We're not here to entertain. It won't make sense to you. John 10 and 20 says, many of them said he is demon possessed and insane. Mm. Why would you listen to him? Why would you listen to him? This They was talking about Jesus. This is stuff people say. Yeah. My whole family think I'm crazy. I used to used to cry to myself. My whole family think I'm crazy. I am crazy. You are crazy. I am very much crazy. They think I'm possessed. I you am possessed. possessed. I'm not demon possessed. <laughs> I'm God possessed. Amen. I'm spirit led, spirit driven. He has driven me out of my mind and into his. Mm-hmm. I am everything you think I am. Just more of it than you think. Yeah. Mm. Pooh bear. That <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> Verse 19 says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. He says, for where is the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? He came to make it foolish. Yes. The foolishness of God has come to make man's wisdom foolish. Mm. First Corinthians 319 says, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. He said he's going to take y'all and he's going to destroy the wisdom that you have. He's going to use that very wisdom to destroy you. Yeah. 21. This is verse 21 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. To save them that believe. Mm. Here's, here's this other thing. We have to be excited about the fact that our foolishness pleased God. See, my <laughs> foolishness used to please me. Now my foolishness pleases God. Yeah. See, you say, how do you know the difference between the whether we start in good trouble or bad trouble? Or good foolish and bad foolish? Who does the foolishness please? please? Amen. See, it feels good when you start in foolishness and it pleases God. Jesus said, he said, Did you, y'all, didn't, y'all didn't know I came to bring the sword? Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all thought I came with a feather to tickle y'all? <clears throat> There's no tickling happening here. He said, I came to separate mother from daughter, father from son. I come to cause confusion, yeah. to break houses apart. So that as Exodus said, the man, the one who had, not Exodus, Job said, is the one who broke everything apart is the one who puts it back together. together. Amen. He causes confusion so that he might bring what? Peace. Mm-hmm. And, and that helps us think about when we were talking about earlier about worrying about the response of people. But when you focus on God's response, that that's where we have to make that shift. Like everything Absolutely. I'm doing, is it pleasing God? Is it? I'm with the foolishness as long as it pleases God. That's right. I'm with it. Obedience over everything. I don't care what he said. Obedience over everything. We didn't even say it today, but we're saying it now. Let me tell you why we say obedience over everything or over audience. Mm-hmm. We say obedience over audience because our focus has to be to just obey God. 
no matter if who's standing in front of us watching. Because if we put audience over obedience, we might not obey if there's only one person there. That's true. We might not obey if there's only three people there. If I look at the ratings on iTunes, somebody gave us one star on iTunes. I know. If I look petty. at that, you know, that's what's up. Who going to go out their way? Somebody like, went out their way and gave us one star petty. on iTunes. That was your family. It made me bust out laughing. But it's okay. It's okay. Because it's obedience over audience. God giving me five stars. <laughs> that's right. And I I just got to live so I make sure he give me five. If he give me one, I got problems. But somebody sitting... <laughs> the devil giving you one star. Somebody giving me one star is sitting in their living room somewhere. I don't care. It's obedience over audience. That's right. And guess what y'all doing? Y'all are merely watching us serve God. You're well, not watching us. You're listening. merely listening to us obey God. Mm-hmm. Obedience over audience. So where where we at? We we First Corinthians. Oh, we did verse twenty one. So then verse twenty five says, "Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men." That's why I've been saying the foolishness of God this whole time. Is I took it from verse twenty five. He says, "Because the foolish of God is foolishness of God is wiser than men, Mm -hmm. and the weakness of God is stronger than men." Wow. For ye. See your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Mm. He's when when God calls us, he, he not many of us were mighty. Yeah. Not many of us were noble or had stature or reputation. That made me even think about one time I was having a conversation with my cousin and someone else uh, earlier this week and he he was trying to, you know, witness to the person, but he just was stumbling through all his words, you know. He he was like, um, you know what I mean? Uh, what's that scripture? I can't remember. But even in the midst of that, the person still was able to get something out of it. You get what I mean? Because yeah. that, that basically what the scripture saying, like it's not about sounding the most articulate and, you know, knowing all the scriptures the best way. Like it's just about being obedient because God being will obedient. shine through all of that. I mean, I don't know how many times we mess up words on here. Man. I don't know how many times I stumble over something. I, we don't edit it out. I don't, I don't do no edits unless no, it's something no real editing. crazy. You know, maybe uh, some, some Not scary. at one That one podcast You said the F You kept saying F <laughs> Nah, I didn't even I didn't even edit that out I know You know I, I, I keep the things in Because guess what I'm just an imperfect person Being perfected Through my obedience Yes And if we let people See the perfection process They'll see that Perfection is possible Yes That and that's always been my great with women. I feel like women should do that more, even in this Christian walk. Like, just you don't have to have all the answers for young girls. You don't have to have all the answers, but show them the process. Show them what you're trying to do. You know, it's the small obediences that can like, help people understand what they this is. What this looks perfect. like. Yeah, I'm just practicing. That's it. That's all it. Practice. Yeah, I'm just practicing. I don't know what perfection is going to look like. I just know that per- practicing is preparing me for it. Yes, that's right. And in time, I'll meet perfection. Mm-hmm. He said, we see dimly this thing right now. But one day I'm going to see myself in its full perfection. That's right. 
as I continue to obey God. I'm not perfect right now. He's, I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the most articulate. I'm not the most uh, uh, well-versed in the word. I'm just a believer trying to come to terms with who God is calling me to be. And in my process of doing that, I'm also edifying and building up other people. That's right. And causing them to see there's a power in this thing that we do. So wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Mm -hmm. The world thinks that they have a wisdom. That means that they think that their experiences can serve them, that their knowledge can serve them, and that, that those things give them good judgment. They make judgments based on their experience and their knowledge. They don't make judgments based on their experience with God and their knowledge of God. Nope. They make judgments based on their experiences in life and their knowledge of life. Yes. Because of that, they're in a foolishness that doesn't please God. When we operate from our experience with God and his word and our knowledge of God and his word, then we are walking in the foolishness that pleases God. Amen. Not our experiences with church, not our knowledge of church, because nope. people get those that's that we're talking about. Yeah, That's still all life. Yeah, Just experience with the word yes. and learning who God is. Period. That's it. Mm-mm. The reason I didn't have no strength is because strength is the influence or power possessed by a person. Mm-hmm. I have no influence and I have no power. I'm not able to move mountains. I'm not able to move people. I'm not able to move anything. I have no influence in any way, mm-hmm. but God does. And so he influences me and he powers me. And because of that, I have strength in my weakness. That's where we have a, a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. That's where we separate as believers. That's where we start to see, hey, you know what? It's okay that I'm, I'm not that powerful or influential. But when God works in me, he allows his power to help me move mountains, Yes, to help me move people. He uses his spirit to influence me. And therein, I can influence people. It used to scare me when people started listening to me. It bothers us when they seek us out for understanding and truth, because I never feel like I'm equipped or qualified to do so. But it's understanding that he wants to use the weak people because we allow him to be strong in our lives. And in that, we're able to help people. But the response they give us, Ned, man, it ain't always fun. But even in the fact that it's not fun, we got to do it. And when we do it, we're going to start to see the change. Episode 55. This was fun, man. I think you liked it. It was a good one. I think it was a good one. Hey, we with the foolishness. You with the foolishness? What up? If it pleases. With it, with it. We with it. (laughs) Episode 55, Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. That's it. Antoinette Island. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were ending. Antoinette Island? Yeah, Antoinette Island. I know. I thought you were just ending. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're gone. (laughs)